Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I am your gracious host, Mitchell Brown. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, We have a wonderful show planned for you guys today. Um, Briefly, I just want to, you know, you know, talk about um, what we are uh, trying to do for the Hood Loves Me Awards. I'm I, I, probably the last show of this year uh, will be our Hood Loves Me Awards show, and we will give out awards. I mean, you know, figuratively, of course, to um, people that win them. So, like, you know, we're gonna have awards for you know maybe like Person of the Year or somebody that had the best year. Um, we might do something like you know album of the year uh um um you know but but like like we're gonna try to make it funky we're gonna try to mix it up um of course we're gonna have these jokes we are here for these jokes um but you know just just uh uh stay up with us on that um i really anticipate it's gonna be a a a really really good time if you have if you guys have any suggestions um or if you think that you know we should have you know, any type of suggestions on categories or winners or um, anything like that, um, I welcome that shit. So, you know, reach out to me. Um, I'll let me if on, you know, whatever these fuck social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but but uh, I look forward to that. Right. So. So. So, yeah, man, let's let's, you know, make that happen. All right. Now, this is like the second or third week where we come out with this podcast where we didn't have to start out on a somber note and that's fantastic because i just hate starting our show out on a somber note um we're actually going to start the show out on a positive note um alabama the state of alabama made a good choice they had uh their senate election or um they had an election for their uh occupied senate seat for jeff sessions his old senate seat um, and I thought that they were going to give this Senate seat to, um, an alleged pedophile and from what appears to be an open racist by the name of Roy Moore, but people from Alabama, uh, came to their senses, if you will. And they elected a man named Doug Jones. Doug Jones is a former state prosecutor, um, in the state of Alabama, um, and Doug Jones won. So congratulations to Doug Jones. Um, apparently um, it is worse to be a pedophile than it is to be a Democrat in the state of Alabama. So shout out to Alabama. Uh, now, if you look at the numbers, um, the, the stats, if you will, uh, 98% of black women voted for Doug Jones. 93% of black men voted for Doug Jones in the state of Alabama. I mean, you know, I don't know what the two and the seven percent were, were were voting for. I don't know what the margin of error 
was. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some people that be cooning O'Brien. A lot of people work for the Motisa tribe uh, down in Alabama. But um, apparently, black votes do matter. Black votes absolutely matter. Um, and Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, for whatever reason, Mitch McConnell um, is is threatening to not seat Doug Jones until um, they get this tax bill voted for again. That was the real reason. So the reason why they, you know, they try to pad their account with people that vote like them to get this sloppy legislation through. Um, uh, you know, today, you know, net neutrality. Um, now, you know, net neutrality lost three to two. The 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 three people were were well. Uh, the um, excuse me, the FCC chairman, a man by the name of uh, Ajit Pai, was appointed by President Trump. And two of his buddies that feel the same way he does, they voted yes for net neutrality. Um, the two people that were on the board that voted voted no. Right. So. They try to pad their account with people that think like them, with people that are um, that that are a part of the same party, that have these same allies and uh, affiliations. So that is easier to grease this sloppy ass bullshit legislation through, like this tax bill. This tax bill is horseshit for average people. I mean, average. I hate that. You know. I mean. I mean. I mean the the tax bill is horseshit for anybody that doesn't run a major corporation. Right. If you're, you know, wealthy and if you come from a family with a lot of money, tax bill is phenomenal for you. Um, if you're trying to get wealthy or if you're just trying to, you know, be, you know, middle class, uh, the tax bill is not going to help you. Um, it's not it is not going to help you at all. Um, now, even though Doug Jones won the election, uh, Doug, Doug Jones received more votes in the election for whatever reason Roy Moore is not going to concede um it's, it's weird how these guys are are sore losers right like you lost buddy more people you know people don't want you to do the job it's an election that people have spoken but he won't concede for whatever reason he won't concede he is demanding a recount they can count the votes however many they want um Doug Jones appears to have won and Doug Jones appears to have won because black people voted for Doug Jones now if I have any listeners in Alabama, any black, you know, any listeners, period, um, or for all of you guys, I hear a lot of people that say things like, oh, I'm not I'm, I'm not political or I, I don't get involved in, in, in politics. You need to change that shit. You need to get involved. Um, and when I say involved, I don't mean like, you know, run for office or 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 uh, volunteer or intern. I mean, yes, those things will absolutely help. However, you need to learn. You need to learn about what's going on politically, not just what's going on politically in a national realm in, in terms of what they show on, on you know, CNN or MSNBC or something like that. You need to learn about your politics on a local level because those are the things that will affect you. Right. You need to learn. You need to learn who is drawing these voting lines? You need to learn what, if if you can be a victim of gerrymandering. You need to learn if you live in a place that is subject to have the abortion rules changed. You need to learn if you know you live in a place where the, the state that you're living in might choose to vote against same-sex marriage and make it illegal in that state. That is important. These are things that affect your lives, right? There are a lot of local 
politicians on the state level that are choosing to go against the federal rules about net neutrality. You need to learn if you live in an area where your politicians are doing that. You need to learn who these people are and let these people know that if they don't make the changes or if they don't make the decisions that you want them to make, then you're going to do your best to make sure they don't have a job the next time it comes time for them to vote. I sincerely hope the people in Alabama are making demands for Doug Jones because Doug Jones chose not to campaign heavily to black people out of the threat, out of the fear that he might turn off some white voters. Now, that brings up another a, a, a way larger issue as to why is it you can't talk to one group of people without offending another group of people? That's another conversation because that's ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, but people need to hold these politicians accountable for the promises that they make. Don't just give your vote away to, to any lame duck politician who will do absolutely nothing for you. Right. Speaking of throwing shit away for people that will do absolutely nothing for you, um, a woman named Kimberly Jones chose to exploit her son uh, this past week. And, and, you know, some people fell for the bait. They fall for it. And people are fucking followers. I mean, there were so many celebrities that were that were, you know, retweeting videos. Um, it, if, if, if you don't know, which, you know, I hope you don't come here for your news. But if you don't know. There was uh, a young man by the name of Keaton Jones, and Keaton Jones has been being bullied in school, and he was upset about being bullied in school, and he, his, his mom filmed him in the car. He was crying, and he was voicing his opinions, and, and you know, really, really emotional about whatever just happened to him at his school day. I think that's stupid. It bothers me when, you know, people film their kids, um... In an emotional sense, you know, crying or, or, or like when people choose to punish their kids and they post it online, you're a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Um, that's not parenting. That's not good parenting to embarrass your child or to exploit your child. And, 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 and I mean, I don't have children, knock on wood, um, but, you know, I, I, I think that's a terrible idea. You don't want to embarrass your child, you know, um, but Keaton Jones is uh, being bullied at school and um, his mom put this video out and people, you know, so many people, I mean, you got Chris Evans and, and, and um, you know, all, all these people from the Marvel franchise, you had athletes, um, you know, saying, hey, I, you know, don't worry, Keaton, I'll, I'll be your friend, uh, I believe Rihanna and Cardi B, all, all these people. So Kimberly Jones, and I'm not knocking her hustle. Right. She decided to open a GoFundMe page. I don't know what people were funding, but she decided to open a GoFundMe page in support of her son, Keaton Jones. Now, the Internet is undefeated. So they pulled the receipts. Kim Jones um, sells merch or at least she sold merch, you know, because she was a little bit of a bully herself. Right. It, and, and um, you know, I, I'll, I'll say that she's a right winger, if you will. Um, but some pictures came up. Of Kim Jones uh, with some Confederate flags and um, some, you know, white supremacist paraphernalia. Uh, from what I understand, um, Keaton Jones' father is a well-known white supremacist. Hold on, let me see if I can find his 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 name. The, the 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 father's name is Sean White. Sean White is Keaton's estranged father. Uh, shared numerous white supremacist memes on his Facebook page. Um, a graphic that reads Aryan Pride, um, you know, 
he he uh uh put out things pictures of polar bear with the text holy fuck i love being white i mean there's nothing wrong i mean if you know you're a white person and you love being white i'm i i don't i don't really have a problem i don't really take offense to that you know if you know you're a white person and you enjoy your culture or you enjoy your heritage and you know you love your culture and you love your heritage i mean more power to you um i don't really subscribe to this whole thinking this whole narrative that just because you're pro-black i consider myself to be pro-black i'm a black guy um not on no Rachel Dolezal shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, I love being black. Like I love black people. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's disrespectful. I, you know, I don't hate white people. Um, I hate some white persons. I don't hate white people. Um, but you know, I don't have a problem with uh, uh, Sean White putting out things saying that he loves being black, or, or excuse me, he loves being white. Holy fuck, I love being white. I have a problem with. People like Sean White getting tattoos and shit that say like you know pure breed and 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 white pride and him and his friends throwing up gang white supremacist gang signs and shit. Um, I have a problem with that, right? I, you know, I think most people have a problem with the 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 violent nature of white supremacists. If you enjoy being white, then, then hey hey man, rock out, you know. But it's when you use your whiteness as an affront to uh, to justify me not having a right to exist or my oppression or not considering people that look like me human beings. That's when we have a problem, right? But, um, yeah, listen, for those that donated to this horseshit GoFundMe, you got scammed and you deserve to get scammed. Um, cause what were you funding? I mean, was, you know, she going to give him some karate lessons or, or some shit like that? I, don't, I have no idea. But, you know, there's photos of them as a, as a family holding up fucking Confederate flags and, um, all types of crazy shit. The Confederate flag is, is a symbol of white supremacy. Um, it's not a symbol of Southern heritage or any bullshit like that. That's another conversation. I'm here to talk about bullying, Right. Um, now again, I, I will state again, I do not have any children, but like most adults, I was a child at one point in time and I got bullied as a child. Um, and I, you know, I think everybody needs to get bullied at some point in time. This whole narrative that we're supposed to get along and everyone's supposed to be friendly and, you know, we're supposed to every, oh, it's, it's okay. Just that's bullshit. That's some soft shit. People are supposed to get bullied. I got bullied as a child and I got bullied as a child until I got tired of being bullied as a child. Right. Um, I mean, my name rhymes with bitch. Kids used to call me bitchel. Right. I have somewhat of a speech impediment. If you guys notice, I stutter sometimes. Right. Um, my stutter was a lot worse as a child and people would make fun of my stutter. My mom, my mom is a pretty woman. And people would make comments about, you know, my mother's butt. They would say my mother had a big butt and a nice butt. And they would make jokes about my mom's butt. Right? Kids kids say mean shit. Kids stopped saying mean shit to me once I started punching kids in their fucking face. Right? It's okay to teach your kids to stand up for themselves. I'm not saying teach your kids to be violent assholes that 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 uh uh, uh catches fucking stray cats and, and puts uh fucking some type of m80 in their mouth as they duct tape their feet together i'm not saying don't do nothing like that but teach your kids how to stand up for themselves 
Stop raising your kids to be pussies. Because what happens is these people go out into the, the, the quote unquote real world and they don't understand why things just don't magically fall into their lap and things don't happen the way they want on the first attempt. Getting bullied, in my opinion, develops some type of character, develops some type of grit, develops some type of toughness. Right. And if you're a geek or whatever a geek is supposed to be in high school, encourage that shit. But but just because you're a geek, I mean, you got to be a pussy. Right. But if you don't have the interests that some of the cooler kids might have, that's OK, because shit, the, the cool kids end up working for the geeks anyway, if you haven't noticed. You know what I mean? Um, but all this soft shit, we need to get past this soft shit. I, there's so many responses to this little punk ass kid getting bullied. Now, there are some people saying that he wasn't really getting bullied, except he was getting his ass beat because he was calling people niggas and porch monkeys and shit. And if that's the case, then Keaton, you better man the fuck up. Like when I first seen the video, I thought that Keaton was 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 uh, uh was like a like a small child. Keaton, damn near twelve years old. You're eleven years old. Keaton, pull your skirt down, man. You tired of getting bullied? Either knuckle up or shut the fuck up. Get get better at developing friendships with people that are cool, so that you can have some people that to come to your defense when it's repping time. But if you're out here running your mouth and calling people out of your name at the behest of your racist daddy. And your su su suspected racist mom, because she went on TV and made a fool of herself talking about that. We only pose next to Confederate flags for the fun of it. Ain't no fun in that shit, sister. You out your fucking mind. But yeah, Keaton, listen, it sucks. It sucks that you're not having fun at school, right? It sucks that you're getting bullied. But motherfuckers get bullied every day, B. You tough, right? You know what I'm saying? Don't. <laughs> listen, so... I don't know what's going to happen to this. Some, uh, I, I think it was like over like $50,000 or maybe $60,000 that was raised in a GoFundMe. Um, I don't know what happens to this money, but uh, they getting the fuck up out of here. Kimberly Jones getting the fuck up out of here. Keaton Jones getting the fuck up out of here, right? Since we're talking about people getting the fuck up out of here, Omarosa. Girl, Omarosa's getting the fuck up out of here. Damn, Omarosa. <laughs> I mean, ugh. now, Omarosa, Omarosa has done so much, which there's no way, there's no way she could come back, right? Like, she can't come back to black society, but she also can't go back. I don't know if y'all noticed about Omarosa. I respect Omarosa's hustle. Omarosa is a hustler. Unfortunately, her means of hustling are just foul. Right. Her, you know, she she hustles on the underbelly of white society. The underbelly of white society, in my opinion, is white supremacy. I mean, you know, she 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 hitched a wagon with President Trump. She's famous from um, what was that show? Uh, the Apprentice. She was on the, the uh, uh, Apprentice. And, and um, you know, she 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 rode that to the White House. Now, Word around the campfire is that, um, you know, she was forcibly removed from the White House. People are judging her from that. Listen, Omarosa is from Youngstown, Ohio. No offense to my people from Ohio. No offense to people from Youngstown. Youngstown. But Youngstown ain't a place you want to be, right? Omarosa came from Youngstown, Ohio to the White House. You're going to have to fucking forcibly remove me from the White House, too, if I just came from y Youngstown, Ohio. I mean, you know, they 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 probably told her something like she can't come back. And her thinking was, well, if I never leave, then I ain't got to worry about coming back. 
You feel what I'm saying? Um, but you know, we we all believed, or or at least we all assumed. I believed. I don't know about we all. I believed that Omarosa was nothing more than than Donald Trump's pet Negro, and um, as a way to throw her in there for photo ops when you had you know you know the, the presidents and the leaders of the HBCUs in America, whatever, come to the White House or. You know, if you wanted to take a picture with Kanye West at the, in the lobby of Trump Tower and shit, you have Aunt Omarosa come through, you know, hey, black people like me too, check this out. Um, but yeah, o- o- Omarosa got the fuck up out the paint. Um, they they fired Omarosa, right? And, and Omarosa alleges that, you know, that didn't happen. She resigned or whatever the case. And you know what? Good, good for her. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to question the, the means as to how she was terminated. Um, but I knew something was fishy. So, so whenever there's, um, an election and, um, a, a, a president wants to appoint certain cabinet members, each cabinet member has to fill out a financial disclosure. And, and, you know, this is, this is, um, a, uh, a public record. So you can look at each person's financial disclosure to make sure that nobody's getting any money from any type of nefarious dealings and things like that. Like a couple episodes back, I had did the Paradise Papers episode, and I was talking about how some people in Trump's cabinet lied. Um, people like Jared Kushner had, had had made many amendments to their financial disclosure. When I first checked the uh, the financial disclosure, Jared Kushner um, said to be in charge of two hundred and sixteen LLCs. That's when I knew something was fishy about that. Um, but oh, um, most of Omarosa's money comes from Michael Clark. Duncan's estate or or his trust. Now um, I know that uh, I, I know that they were engaged to be married, Omarosa and um, the late Michael Clark Duncan. I know that they were engaged to be married. I don't know how she was able to finesse. Um, I, I, I believe it was something to, to the tune of like $4 million a year, or excuse me, the trust is worth $4 million. I don't know how much money that comes. I, I, I don't know what that equates. I'm not trying to counter, counter money at all. I'm not in her pockets at all. But but when you look at the financial disclosure, you could tell that Omarosa's money came from a different place than these other people's money. I say that to say Omarosa's out here talking about she has some quote unquote tea to spill. And she says that it's profound. That just sounds like I'm broke and have me come on your television show so I can keep my Q rating popping so I could try to transition this into the next thing. That's what that sounds like to me. Um, so Omarosa definitely can't come back. Like she can't come back to black people, baby. We gotta let you go. Um, but 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 she also can't go back. So I'm 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 sure a hustler like Omarosa is gonna land on her feet somehow, some way. Um, you might see her. Um, on Fox News, trying to take uh, fuck Stacey Dash's job. If Stacey Dash still has a job, I don't know what Stacey Dash is doing. She's definitely a part of the Motisa tribe. Also, um, people that are also trying to tran- to to transition. Uh, Big Baller Brand. Big Baller Brand is working on their Lithuanian expansion. Right um, now. People judge LeVar Ball, and, and yeah, LeVar Ball is obnoxious. LeVar Ball is, is obnoxious. LeVar Ball is a troll, um, and, and he's kind of annoying. And I think that that, that that just speaks about the character, not not like the human character, but like, like this facade that LeVar Ball 
puts up. For example, um, some weeks back, LeVar Ball was on CNN talking to uh, Chris Cuomo, and they had the backdrop, and LeVar Ball was sitting in his living room, and he had on like a plain button-up shirt. That's LeVar Ball, the human being. And he acted differently than how he acts when he's on ESPN or TNT or he's talking to uh, Stephen A. Smith or, or you know, s- somebody in sports or whatever. Like he's different. Right. If he has on a big ball of brand shirt or a big ball of brand hat or some type of big ball of brand merchandise, he's going to act different. Right. I don't I see the difference. I feel like you guys should see the difference also. But um his, he 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 pulled one of his sons, Leangelo, out of uh, UCLA, and his youngest son, Lamelo, um, who he whom he was homeschooling anyway. Uh, but they're gonna go play ball in Lithuania. Now, this this could be really really good, or this could be really really bad. I think it'll be really really bad before it gets really really good. What I mean by that is people discount um, how much goes into being a professional athlete. Right. Um, I, I don't I've, I've never been to Lithuania or any of those Eastern European countries, but I can't imagine that they're, that they're friendly places to be. I like just 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 think about what the hood looks like in Lithuania. Right. Think about. Think about the type of screens. They're going to be setting on 16 year old Leangelo, I'm excuse me, 16 year old. Lamelo Ball, right? You got some dude. Cause listen, Kristaps Porzingis is from Latvia. Think about how poor people are in Latvia. Think about how many people will be playing basketball for this Lithuanian pro league that can't go back to whatever Slavic hood they came from. Every time they go up against one of these big baller brand kids, oh, they, oh, yeah, they coming. They coming. Come on, son. I don't think Leangelo is physically ready. Um, the, the criticism of Leangelo as a basketball player is he's a decent shooter. He's, he's about six feet, five inches in height. Not, not too strong, not too physical uh, of a kid, but his game is largely below the rim. That ain't going to cut it in any type of professional style of basketball in 2017. Right. I hope these young men greatly excel. Um, they, they, they say that the young one, LaMelo is, is, you know, he's a, he's a very, very good player. There's tons of cats that were very, very good at 16 turned out to be shit at 22. You see what I'm saying? I hope that their skills can improve. Um, I know that their toughness will improve. They'll be playing against professionals who are, who are men and they're going to be getting manhandled and, and hopefully they have enough, um, uh, uh, mental toughness to get through this challenge cuz I'm rooting for Big Baller Brand. I I am I am I am rooting for Big Baller Brand. Um I I don't necessarily agree with Lavar's methods in terms of how he's handling his sons, but shit, that's his business. You know, some more power to him. Um because basketball, I don't know if you guys been 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 watching the NBA or been paying attention to the NBA but NBA basketball is fantastic, right? Fantastic. Now, I mean, granted, 
in my opinion, the Golden State Warriors are going to win the NBA championship and they're going to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers to win the NBA championship. Barring any type of injuries or anything like that. But that don't mean that I can't watch and enjoy this regular season. This regular season is popping. There's tons of outstanding players. I mean, outstanding players. There's outstanding athletes. And if you can't appreciate the athleticism and the competitive nature of this season's NBA, then, I mean, what is your motherfucking purpose? You feel me? Like, we often get in debates about sports and, and, you know, top players or whatever the case. Like, how is James Harden not one of the top three players in the NBA? Right? Like, James Harden, and this is according to basketballreference.com. James Harden, so far in the NBA, leads the NBA in three-point field goals made, three-point field goals attempted, right? Leads the NBA in free throws made. Um, I believe he's second in assists per game, first in points per game. James Harden is fucking killing out here. Right, win shares per forty-eight minutes. Offensive plus and minus his usage percentages. James Harden is out here killing. How how do you lead? How do you lead the league in points and then you're second in assists? Huh. James Harden is out here killing. You know who else is out here killing? And he's been killing. LeBron James. LeBron James is an athletic genius, right? The term genius kind of gets thrown around too loosely in, in, in regards to certain professions. I don't think the word genius gets thrown around enough when you're talking about sports, when you're talking about athletes. LeBron James is a basketball genius. Mike Tyson in his prime, prime Mike Tyson was a pugilistic genius, Okay. Randy Moss, the football player Randy Moss, is an athletic genius. The things that these guys can do, the things that these guys do with their bodies is outstanding. LeBron James is a very large man, and this is his fifth, excuse me, his 15th or 15th NBA season. LeBron James leads the NBA in minutes played. He led the NBA in minutes played last year. LeBron James does whatever he wants to play on a whatever he wants to do on a basketball court. LeBron James does, and I'm not a listen. I'm I'm not the LeBron James. I'm not the the, the fan. The LeBron James guy. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of of LeBron James. I'm just not a hater. I just appreciate the the hell out of what LeBron James is doing out here in the NBA. He's fucking killing. Absolutely killing. Listen, this NBA, every, just about every team has a player of interest, except for my Bulls. I'm, I'm, I'm a Bulls fan. My team, we suck. Okay, the, the Bulls, they're sorry. The best, I mean, I mean, the most interesting story that happened on the Bulls was when one player broke another player's jaw. Right? Yeah, and and like that was even a big deal. They they hype that up. Oh, they fought in practice. P- people fight in practice every. <laughs> Motherfuckers get their jaw broke every day, b. You be alright, you know what I mean. But listen, if if you're not involved with this NBA season, I mean this NBA season is so good. We don't even care about Golden State. Golden State has what maybe four of the top fifteen players in NBA. We don't even care about Golden State. 
We're not even talking about Golden State. Not not at all. We talk about Philly and those, you know, great young players they have at Philly, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Fucking crazy. You know, we talk about the Lakers, people, people talk, I mean, you know, the Lakers, because mainly they're the Lakers, but the Lakers got tons of good young players. I mean, say what you want about Lonzo Ball. He's, you know, you you see flashes of brilliance from Lonzo Ball, but he's young. He's 19. I, I think that he can grow into a pretty good player. You got Brandon Ingram, who's greatly improving. You got Julius Randle, who's playing for a contract, and you can tell he's playing for a contract, right? Great young players. This 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 season has been very, very, very good to watch, in my opinion. Something else that's been very entertaining to watch is, um, you know, I, I have people ask me questions about Bitcoin and other types of cryptocurrencies, right? And um, I don't know much about them. So in real life, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not an expert by no means, um, but I make a living working in personal finance. Um, so, so people ask me questions about Bitcoin and other <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Listen, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, anything about, you know, cryptocurrencies, um, except for the fact that they're, you know, it's, it's a gamble, right? Um, you know, you, you have the potential to create huge returns on your investment, but you also run the risk of losing everything. It's it's a it, it it's a gamble. It's a it's a brand new product. You don't have anything else to back it on. You know, there's no you, you know what I mean. So this this rise that that you see, right? Like you know, whenever you see something start out at, at one level, and then if you're looking at the graph, just just kind of bear with me. Just kind of like 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 visualize what I'm what I'm saying with my words. If you look at the graph. And the graph goes from kind of like an up and down kind of scale to straight up to where as though it's vertical. That's something that's called a speculative bubble. Now, that's really, really, really good if you get in on the ground floor. But that's really, really, really bad if you're trying to get in once that bubble rises. Right. So one stats makes everyone consider investing in the cryptocurrency is that if you put in a thousand dollars in Bitcoin in 2013, that thousand dollar investment would be worth a little bit over forty thousand dollars. Excuse me, four hundred thousand dollars today. Now that sounds uh, that sounds very attractive, but my my advice and and trust and believe this podcast is not here to give you guys any type of financial advice. Nor am I trying to push what I do as a vocation. Um, these these are just my 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 thoughts and my personal feelings about this. Um, but if you don't understand something, if you don't understand what you're purchasing, don't purchase it. Right? I advise you guys to look up something called the rule of seventy two. The rule of seventy two tells you how long it would take for your money to double based on the interest rate that you're receiving, and that can work against you if you're investing. But that can also work that can work for you if you're investing. That can also work against you. If you are in debt, if you have student loans, your student loans carry an interest rate. Learn that interest rate. If you pay a car loan, that car loan carries an interest rate. Learn that interest rate. If you have a credit card, that credit card carries an interest rate. Learn that interest rate. And then learn the rule of 72 and do the math backwards and figure out how much money you're going to pay based off of the interest rate that you're receiving. Right. So some of the cons about um, 
these cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Litecoin, so on and so forth. Some of the cons of these things are something called increased volatility, right? Volatility, listen, all personal finance, all finances is spooky language meant to make people afraid so that they don't make the necessary decisions, right? That's all it is. Volatility, if you think of volatility, think of it like this. 2015, there were two cities that had an average temperature of 76 degrees. One city was Death Valley, California. Now, the temperature range in Death Valley, California went from negative eight degrees to 134 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a huge range, right? The second city was Honolulu, Hawaii. Honolulu, Hawaii had a range from 66 degrees to 92 degrees, right? So if you look at just because they have the same average temperature, Death Valley has more volatility because it's a wider range. Right. So things like these cryptocurrencies, they're they're very, very volatile because there's nothing to gauge it off of. Right. Things could be hacked. Um, people can lose their money very quickly. There's a lot of drastic incidents that that might that that might hurt or hamper these types of cryptocurrencies. So do your research. Don't be afraid to 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 lose money. If you're afraid to lose money, I would avoid these cryptocurrencies, just in my opinion. Um, speaking of people losing money or people that cannot afford to lose money, the Boston Globe put out um, an, a, an article where, where they talk about uh, the black net worth for non-foreigners in Boston is um, $8. $8 is $8. Right? $8. Net worth eight dollars. That's pretty shitty, especially when compared to the fact that um, the net worth for white people is two hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. Right now, Boston has had their history of all types of shit. You know, people say that Boston is the most racist city. I don't agree with it being the most racist city. I feel like every city in the United States is racist, not just Boston. Um, but but one thing Boston does have, Boston has um, a lot of poor white people, a lot of poor white people that live in the city of Boston right now. Now, I mean, granted, Boston is, you know, they might be trying to gentrify these places for sure. But there's a lot of poor white people that live in Boston. And the fact that you can average these numbers out, I mean, speak volumes to me. Right. Um, but but uh, uh there are a lot of people, you know, there's a, a lot of people in that area, you know, that have graduated from Harvard, MIT, you know, national schools, national elite universities are in the Boston area. I'm sure people make great money, right? Boston is a, Boston is a city. However, Boston is not a large city. So like you think of the large cities, like your New York's and your Chicago's, LA, Houston's, Philadelphia, Boston is not that. Boston is a relatively small city. Um, but the relatively small size of Boston's black community is not an excuse for these types of inequalities or these types of biases that still persist. Right. Um, I believe that the middle class is is a thing of the past. I don't think that there is still a middle class. Um, we are definitely going towards the rich and the poor side of the spectrum. But, um, you know. 
this is a problem. I mean, I mean, such a such a disparity is 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 a problem, and we're seeing this happen in a lot of major cities, a lot of cities in these United States. This is this is this is happening because. The cost of living is so high in these cities. Well, cost of living is usually higher in a city than it is in, in, in a suburb or, or kind of a rural area. But for whatever reason, and I'm not going to dive into these reasons today, for whatever reason, businesses and, and, and places where people work, black people don't live and work in the same places. They don't live and work in their communities. Businesses don't thrive towards black communities for whatever reason. Right. So people spend money. And they spend time and they invest in traveling to get to work. Right. So that's a cost. Um, there really isn't much support. There really isn't much of an investment in these communities that that will allow them. To get over. Whatever the poverty threshold is. Right. I used to live in Baltimore. Loved, I loved Baltimore. I loved living in Baltimore. I, I remember I would, um, you know, go out and party, or whatever, and 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 you know, I'd party so much, I'd, I'd party so hard that I'd be coming home. It'd be like three, four, or five in the morning when I'm driving home. Um, because you know I didn't drive drunk, so I would sleep. I, so I would sleep my alcohol off. Wake up around five, five thirty. 6 a.m. to drive home somewhat sober after I slept off drinking that Parmesan, the peach flavor, doing hood rat stuff with my friends because drinking peach Parmesan is some hood rat shit. You feel me? But um, I would see people on a bus or, or standing at bus stops because they had to get to work, right? Um, as, as I would, as, as I would drive home and, 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 and that happens all across America where, you know, people that live in these cities, um, have to rely on public transportation. They have to take two or three buses to work to get to their job. Just, just for the fact that they need a job, right? There's, there's tons of reasons. There's tons of, of factors. There's, there's tons of things, not just in Boston. These numbers in Boston, they're huge and they're terrible. They're terrible. Terrible. I sound like Charles Barkley. Terrible. They're they're terrible and they're and they're awful. They're terror awful. They're terrible, right? But um, yeah. This this is a this is a huge this is a huge problem. And and I'm not here to beat up on Boston, right? Um, I like Boston. Boston's a nice city. Um, I have you know whatever. But this is a this is a huge problem. So I wish. These people, these black Americans in Boston, you know, they need to get some support. They need to get some help. They need to get some education as to how they can change this for themselves and their family. All right. Um, that's all I got for you guys this week. You know, please subscribe, rate, comment. Um, check us out on SoundCloud. The hood, uh, uh, Yeah. SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. And Stitcher Radio. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown on Twitter at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown. Be on the lookout for the Hood Loves Me Awards coming at the end of the year. I believe we have some 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 maybe like one or two shows in between then. Sure. Yeah. All right. No doubt. 
Listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of you guys. Take it easy. Yeet it!